Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh Knox with the I Speak Fizbo podcast. And I wanted to talk to you on this episode about how your house is actually a commodity and not something that's entirely unique. So after this brief intro, we'll talk about that and ways that you can overcome how your house is a commodity. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast. And this is your host, Josh Knox. So I wanted to, like I said in the intro, I wanted to talk today uh, about how your house is a commodity. Oftentimes, when it comes to real estate sales, and in my experience, meeting with home sellers over the years, uh, they always felt, and it didn't seem to matter what state they were in or, or where they were at in their life, they always felt their home was the best. And so therefore always wanted to uh, stick a price tag on it that was the absolute highest, despite what the market might be saying or what the condition of the home might be saying or or what the timing of their particular situation might be saying. And it led me to think constantly on the fact that everyone's home is a commodity. For the majority of Americans, uh, those living in you know something that's priced anywhere from 250000 to about $500,000. And again, this depends upon where you're at in the US. I mean, some home prices just quite frankly are higher depending upon, you know, where you're living, you know, Southern California, Northern California, specifically San Francisco, or, you know, if you're in New York, and you're in the city, you know, or um, some other uh, higher priced uh, cities in the US, the reality is, is the majority of people in the US are living in um, relatively average neighborhoods, uh, they're, they're living in usually, you know, tracked homes. And I know that's sometimes a bad word for people, but the reality is, is that's how home builders make money. They, they buy up ground, uh, they subdivide it into individual lots, and they have efficiencies of scale when they can build, you know, anywhere between three and five different models of homes uh, using roughly the same plans for every home and making minor variations here and there. And then, you know, homeowners obviously put their own personal touch on on those homes over time. But, you know, different parts of a home break down over different wear periods, roofs outside, inside, hot water heaters, heating and cooling systems, so on and so forth. Um, and so you have to understand that as a homeowner, unless you're living in a 100 percent custom home and that's if that's the case, you're like you're likely not listening to this podcast. Maybe you are. And if you are wonderful, but. Uh, because the information really does apply to everyone that, that we share in this podcast. But the the likelihood that you are living in um, a regular suburban neighborhood, whether that be in a townhome complex or a, an apartment um, building in a city or what have you, the the reality is, is that most of us are living in very similar homes. There's uh, builders when they, like I said, when they buy tracts of land and then subdivide them into individual lots and, builds home, and build homes on them, 
they're usually roughly the same size, you know, plus or minus a few percentages, 15 to 20% on the plus or minus side. In terms of sizing, roughly they're the same number of bedrooms and bathrooms and the same, roughly the same finishes unless, you know, the, the person buying the brand new home is upgrading uh, to different finishes in the house. But for the most part, we're all living in suburban America and we're congregated around cities and that's that's the model of of how we live as Americans. And so when you talk about home home sales, real estate sales, there is uh, there is a principle that we're all living in a commodity. In fact, if uh, if you've ever read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the fact that we as homeowners in what are called single family residences, you know, detached homes and and uh, tracked tracked housing or or um, just common neighborhoods. There's no way for us to influence the market or the price on our home to a certain extent. We can make improvements and we can make our homes more desirable, but we cannot dramatically sway the actual sales price of a house. The market determines that. The market determines um, how many buyers are in it uh, by the way the economy is going generally. So if if jobs are moving into an area and more housing is required because more jobs are coming and people are flooding in from a a different location, then housing prices will tend to increase. Um, And examples of that are, you know, when the oil field boom was hitting in the Dakotas, um, I actually have a brother that moved up there for medical, as a medical uh, trained person, a medically trained person in the housing up there was running rampant because the amount of work that was required required more housing and therefore housing goes up and everything actually went up. It was, you could get um, a fairly decent uh, hourly wage working at a, just a fast food restaurant up there, you know? So uh, these are the things that determine house prices, which brings me back to my point, which is that your house is a commodity. Now, in order to make it not a commodity, you have to do certain things to it that will uh, help it sell for top dollar in its marketplace, right? And I'm not talking about um, how you can take your house that might be worth worth $300,000 and do a few things and now it's worth $400,000. If all the other similar homes in the neighborhood are priced right around 300, maybe a little bit below, maybe a little bit above, unless somebody's willing to come in and give you cash for that property, of uh, you know a difference between three hundred thousand and four hundred thousand, unless somebody's willing to come in and give you cash, and and plunk that down and say, I believe this house is worth four hundred thousand. Here's my cash to prove it. You don't have anything to support it in the available data that would allow a bank to lend on it, which is where the majority of home sales. That's how the majority of home sales are facilitated, right? The vehicle to to purchasing a house is getting financing for it. And so as homeowners, looking at our homes as a commodity shows us that we cannot get, uh, we cannot put ourselves in a way in the home to get an extra 100,000 out of it if it's just, if the market just won't bear that, right? Uh, So, and when we're thinking about this uh, as our homes as a commodity, then we, again, I'll go back to my point just a few seconds ago. We have to think about how we can uh, make it a more, a more desirable commodity, right? Um, bananas are commodities, apples are commodities. But when you go into the grocery store, if you see a better looking bunch of bananas, you'll probably buy that over another bunch of bananas. So that 
that particular bunch. The price didn't change, but it sold faster than a different bunch, right? And the same with apples and and so on and so forth. And and so when we're talking about home sales, it's not that indifferent. If if your house is more desirable to a buyer, you might get a little bit more money out of it in the marketplace. But the more likely fact is you'll sell it faster in the marketplace, if that makes sense. So if you're in a if you're in an average market where home sales are you know, 90 to 180 days, that's how long it takes to sell. That means you have roughly the same number of buyers versus roughly the same number of homes available. And when that happens, then, you know, the, the buyers that are coming into the marketplace have choices uh, that they may not have had in a seller's market, meaning they're a little bit more discerning, right? And so they're looking for a little bit more things. Now, that doesn't mean your house as a commodity in that marketplace doesn't solve a problem for that for a particular buyer and it doesn't mean it doesn't add value it just means you have to be able to highlight those things in order to sell your house for top dollar in that marketplace and in the time frame that you want to sell it in so you have to think of ways that will differentiate yourself from the other homes for sale so as an example if you go into a neighborhood and your and and your home is one of five for sale uh, in that neighborhood and everybody's priced, let's say you're in a neighborhood where home prices are $350,000 on average uh, and everybody's roughly the same square footage. Let's say they're, you know, they're all roughly 2,500 square feet and they've all got four bedrooms and two bathrooms um, and a two car garage. Maybe some have a three car garage or maybe you're in a part of the country where a pool makes sense like Phoenix or something like that. So you have a pool in the backyard and some people don't. Um, then the way you stand out for, uh, from the other properties is uh, in a couple of ways. Um, one of the ways is, do you have anything extra? If you're in a neighborhood where most people have a two-car garage and you have a three-car garage, then you, then you stand out, right? If you're in a neighborhood where most everybody doesn't have a pool, but you have a pool, then you stand out. Um, if you're in a neighborhood where a lot of people have solar, but you don't have solar, then you stand out. And so you have to think through these different things that make your property a little bit unique. Again, um, you are a commodity in a suburban neighborhood. That's just that's just the facts of of the life that we live in. And so um, you have to look through those things. Now, one of the biggest things that you can do to make your house stand out of, amongst the others is how move in ready is your house? 90% of buyers in the marketplace want move-in ready. Now, what does that mean? Move-in ready means they feel like they can move in and not have to do a whole lot to the house. They don't feel like they've got to replace the floors. They don't feel like they've got to replace countertops, cabinetry. They don't feel like they need to repaint right away. Uh, they don't feel like they need to spend a whole lot of money to get a roof fixed or a heating and cooling system fixed or they don't feel like they've got to do a whole heck of a lot to the yard. They do, They just feel like truly they can move in and start living their life there. And so the the boxes that get checked for them as a consumer, as a buyer, are, okay, it suits my needs because it has the kitchen that I want. It has the number of bedrooms that I want. It's in the location that I want, right? And then they start going over the really nice to have stuff. Is it move-in ready? Um, is it going to help me grow if I want to grow? Is it going to help me downsize if I want to downsize? So when it comes to the point where you're marketing your property as a for sale by owner, you have to look at all of the aspects that are going on in your marketplace and adjust for that. And I'm telling you right now, most 
of the professional real estate agents in the country, and there's about 1.2 million licensed agents in the country, won't make that assessment. They'll look at market statistics and then they'll give you a price based on that. Uh, but they won't necessarily look at everything that, that helps you stand out above everybody else and then apply a pricing strategy to that to, for you to choose from. Um, they, they won't often look at how you make yourself different. They might notice it here and there and they, and it might show up in some of the pictures if they're taken correctly. But uh, by and large, my experience is that uh, most of the average real estate agents out there, and again, I'm not coming at them, I'm just saying it's just a lack of experience or a lack of wanting to do the, the research and the work and, and have that experience. Uh, it's almost, they just don't know what they don't know. And so you have to think through that as a homer. What are the things that make you stand out? If you know of some of the other homes that are for sale, you know, within a half mile of you, what are you noticing about them? If you've looked at them online, what have you noticed in the pictures? Do they really look, you know, quote unquote, put together inside? Does your house stand out more than theirs would? And you have to look at it from a consumer standpoint. You can't just automatically carte blanche go, I'm definitely better. You have to look at it logically. If you're really... Uh, truly looking at the marketplace and, and the fact that you want to sell your house on your own and you want to compete, then you have to look at it logically, non-emotionally, and you have to go, okay, well, that house down the street, it's similar in square footage and size, but they, they do have a nicer kitchen. I mean, their cabinetry looks like it's updated. Their countertops look like they're updated. Um, and when you do that, when you approach it from that way, then your house becomes a little bit less of a commodity. Now it will always be a commodity for the reasons I stated earlier uh, in the podcast. But if you look at it from the standpoint of, okay, I think I can stand out in these two or three different areas. That's where you get the information that you put in your listing. Hey, I'm different from everybody else because of X, Y, and Z. And when you put that information in front of people, in a very easy to understand format, right? You just bullet point it out in your listing or on your social posts or in the flyers that you create for yourself, you will stand out, right? And if you've priced it appropriately, according to all those things, according to the market conditions, the likelihood that you'll get full price or maybe above full price if it's a little bit more competitive in a seller's market, um, the likelihood that you'll get there is better because you're making yourself stand out in a market that is like is highly commoditized. And when you do that, you again, you're just going to see the benefits of it. So uh, just know that you're in recap here, just know that your house is a commodity in the marketplace unless you're living in a 100% custom home, but also know that you can, uh, through the right principles and techniques and strategies, you can make yourself stand out above other homes. If you're, if you're, I'll give you one more example before I wrap up um, here. And that is if you're, if you live in a neighborhood where, you know, the homes are, let's say the homes are 30 years old. And so over time they've had different colors applied to them. There's, there's likely been lots of different flooring treatments put in the house, likely lots of different colors on the wall. How exacting are, how exacting does it look in your house? Are you the sharpest looking home? Can you make your house look condition wise better than the other people in the neighborhood. Now they may have all taken really great care of their neighborhood. They may have always uh, taken care of the roof and all the other components in the house like water heaters and heating and cooling systems. And you know, if they've got pools, they've all taken care of that. And they're, you know, all their other stuff is, is in good working order, but your house looks sharper. The paint is sharper. It's more, it's newer, it's more neutral. 
the flooring is a little bit sharper. The carpet isn't 10 years old. Maybe it's only three or four years old, right? Um, if you do that and increase the perceived condition of your home, then you're going to sell faster because your home's going to look better in pictures. People, more people are going to want to tour it. If you hold an open house, more people are going to give you better feedback in an open house and you're just going to drive uh, more high quality buyers to yourself. So again, in, in recap, your house is a commodity, but you can make it stand out um, through a lot of those examples that I gave you. And and you can sell your house on your own for top dollar in that regard. You're not doing anything different than a real estate agent is doing. Um, you'll be able to put it in, in a better marketplace and more people will pay attention to you um, if you'll look at it through that lens. So as always, I hope that is helpful for you. And uh, as always, I hope to see you on the next podcast.